0: to the beaten track. I'm Joe Bullock. And as always, I'm joined by Lou Baker.
1: Hello,
0: Joseph. Very exciting show today, Lou. We're doing a new album again.
1: Yeah, it's pretty new. I don't know how old it is, actually. Is it months, weeks? Maybe days, like a month. Minutes? Or
0: Maybe a month. I don't think it's more than a month. one month. I don't know. Okay. Could be. It's definitely mid year. It didn't come out in like January or something. Hmm. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, it was one that um, from a band. Well, it was an album that I wanted to listen to, but I hadn't had a chance to. So I thought well, I'll pick it as a theme because that'll force me to uh, to listen to it. And so this week we are doing Black Midi's new album. And I believe I don't. I'm trying to make sure that I say it right because I feel like I've been sort of saying it wrong in all this time how how how, how, you, how how do you say it I would say Cavalcade cavil, Caval, Cavalcade and it's their, yeah, it's, their follow-up, Luke, to, cav- it's their follow up I can not
0: say it's their follow up to what album what, what album does it follow Schlag their... and Schleim <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a sequel to Schlag and Schleim this is a scene on when John 50 comes to town This is the scene on Main Street when John 50 comes to town. Crowds of every age, creed, and gender are abound. Senor Kish sings kiss, detaining each attendee's sins. The first time anteaters drew themselves in the wings. With vigor they scratch red spots, overwhelmed by their king.
1: It's the sequel to Slag and Slime, and it's got a few song a few songs on it that are going to be interesting to pronounce as well. So um
0: mm, yeah. There's a bit of a the Mars Walter sort of, kind of vibe going on. The mm,
1: in the sort of muddled nonsense world that Black Midi live in. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um Cavaclade. There we go. That's that's the fur that's the title out of the way. Right. Um yeah. yeah, yeah. So an exciting one from an exciting experimental rock uh band that have sort of harnessed uh, elements of jazz and, and no wave and math rock and post-punk into a sort of primordial soup of nonsense um and yeah the debut was quite exciting um i think we all sort of liked it and it's kind of unpredictability was what I think made it stand out a little bit. Um, there was like a sort of free jazz and punk feel to it and the kind of frenzied drumming and kind of very inventive stop start sort of feel to it. And also, of course, the, the vocals, um, which stand out quite a lot, being very sort of, um, it's hard to describe than this sort of, melodramatic sounds like some sort of like i don't even know how to describe it it's like a sort of russian sound like eastern european sounding but then also kind of with a sort of western sort of sound in terms of the accent and the actual style of it is bizarre so i don't really know how to describe the vocals
0: Mm, i think the first album was a bit of a sort of the music was kind of like a barrage of kind of it was very tight and sort of mathy I felt and like I think sometimes it was hard to get into because it was so so, such sort of repetition and it was very much you had to be on on board I think whereas this album's a bit more kind of fluid and um, dips in and out of different tones although there's still that very sort of tight kind of construction and, and repeated rhythms and very sort of grinding guitars and stuff it's kind of got those elements while mixing it in with a more more of a prog influence more of a kind of folk kind of aesthetic on some of the songs just um just a bit more of a an ability to kind of slow slow down and um feels like a bit more of an odyssey rather than the 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 debut as a kind of tight um great kind of debut yeah it's interesting like the first time i listened to this i kind of despite the kind of intensity of some of the music it did sort of wash over me but i knew that i liked it but i couldn't quite um put my finger on some of the songs and stuff but as i've sort of listened to it more and kind of louder and kind of more just paying more attention to it it's kind of growing on me quite a lot i think it's a really good album
1: yeah it's interesting you say about the first one i I never really listened to the first album as a whole to be honest with you i I found it a little bit difficult and despite the fact that there was a couple of tracks on there that were so sort of outstanding that I've listened to over and over again since the actual album as a whole. I've not really gone back to, but this album sort of embraces more some of the breadth of the ideas. It feels a bit grander and it's like a sort of, like you said, sort of prog rock feel to it. Um, And I've absolutely loved listening to it. I have to say it provides that sense of a bit like the first album there is the frenzied nature to it this kind of restlessness to some of the tracks but there's then the tracks that are a lot more spacious a lot more atmospheric a lot more uh yeah a lot grander uh like i mentioned um and it feels a little bit more complete in that way um and but you still get you still get a few of these tracks that that have these sort of the, the very frenzied instrumentation the the drumming's incredible and then the they they sort of break down and unfurl themselves and and start to sort of take off in different directions and stuff and you still get that element to it but sort of mixed in with these other um, palettes if you like.
0: Yeah Um, and I think also listening to it has been kind of there is a lot of kind of Oh, we got a bit of a spill there um
1: I've just been just sort of throwing my water but it's fine there's no no major damage
0: is definitely with some of the kind of pacing of some of the tracks it does feel quite jazzy in the kind of yeah the repetition of the rhythms and the kind of slight sort of accentuation of them and the kind of the song especially like that have less vocals or a bit more kind of instrumental sections they're kind of you just sort of they do sort of wash over you and it's kind of about sort of noticing those rhythms and maybe encouraging a bit more kind of active kind of listening approach. And yeah, um, I guess another thing about the band is they've been sort of lumped in with um, another band we covered this year, which was Black Country New Road. And they're kind of seen as uh akin, I guess, and part of a similar scene. Although, um, the differences are actually quite you know vast it's a similar um maybe a similar approach to making music but the actual sound of the bands is quite different but they've just, there's definitely a camaraderie there and uh, they play together and stuff occasionally
1: yeah i think they're sort of thrown together in the current sort of alternative world and um couple of other bands in there as well, like sort of, I don't know, Squid and stuff like that as well that are also lumped in together as one. Um, yeah, it's interesting sort of maybe thinking about some of the influences that I was trying to think of. And certainly I saw that they played with Damo Suzuki um, back oh, wow. in 2018, which is, um, you know, pretty much as good as it gets. You might as well stop as a band then once you've mm. done that because that is um, as good as it gets. There's definitely a feel of those... Different, you know, crowd rock influences. You know, I'm thinking sort of like also people like Zappa and Captain Beefheart and stuff like that. There's a feel of embracing the, the slightly odd and the and the weirds in there, um, and also maybe kind of got hints of like Swans and Godspeed you Black Emperor and things like that as well in there. But um, but there's no major sort of because there is a, quite a breadth of things and the jazz and everything. There is a quite a lot of influences so i won't dig too deep into all of that
0: no i mean king crimson was what i kept seeing pop yeah. up in terms of people talking about it but i mean yeah it's one of those things where you can see a, a sort of clear lineage but also listening to the two bands it's kind of like they are completely different it's kind of because king crimson just sounds so much of an era i guess and um this is very much a different kind of palette but yeah, you do get those sort of fantastical elements, those kind of prog elements, and the, the audaciousness of some of the lyrics and the, ca- the kind of characters that um, come through. There's there's obviously a kind of prog influence as well, and also new newer prog bands like like um, the Mars Volta, I sort of mentioned briefly, mm. something like that. Or, yeah,
1: I also you know will be touched on um, at the driving as well. I know not maybe a direct link, but but certainly a feel to the. Um, some of the energy in, in, in the, um, the more chaotic tracks, shall we say, there's definitely a sense of that in the, uh, and in the instrumentation as well. Um, so yeah, linked to the Mars Volta again as well. Um, you mentioned sort of painting characters and stuff then. I think the first track is a great example of, uh, uh, you know, one of those fantastic characters that they that they managed to pluck out in this we've got a sort of i don't know like some sort of megalomaniac totalitarian cult leader in uh john 50 and, mm. and he's coming to town
0: yeah the tracks uh called john Albert, but yeah it's john 50 coming to town and um it's also got the vibe of like a kind of with the kind of archaic nature of some of those it's got a kind of folk hero vibe like a john henry mm. or something like a this is the scene on Main Street is a kind of deliberately kind of old style kind of lyric. And yeah, it's kind of, there's a lot, it's odd that this is like one of the songs where lyrically it's kind of the least ambiguous because it's still very kind of surreal and weird. And um, Mm. yeah, I love the kind of really tight rhythms of this song. This is one of the ones where it's just the guitars are going wild and just constantly and kind of sustained for such a long time. It's got this piano notes that kind of burst through, seemingly kind of quite random. And this is one of the ones where the vocals are kind of booming and very, very prominent in the song. It's incredible kind of quite blistering kind of opening song. And it's mm,
1: great. It's like a sort of math rock uh, frenzy thing. There's a, the violin in there. Quite, it's quite, it's crazy. And the the bass and drums are relentless as well. And like you mentioned, the, The vocals are fantastic as he sort of, you know, um, imitates this this character himself, sort of addressing the crowd and starts saying like, "A a man is his country, your country is you. All bad is forewarned, all good will come true." There's, I don't know, it almost reminded me of Animal Farm and that sort of thing. in that, Um, and yeah, I kind of like the way it just becomes pure chaos as well the song just begins to unravel and the song sort of breaks down like a society might do under John 50, if you like. And yeah, it's it's fantastic. Uh, it's kind of the freakish world of Black Midian. I liked it a lot.
0: Mm, I think, I haven't listened to the other album in ages, but I definitely felt like the strings and the the sax are coming through way more mm, definitely. than this album to me than than on the last one, which seemed kind of, a bit more kind of limited to the guitars and the drums a bit more kind of of that instrumental whereas this one does seem like it's bringing in the kind of the jazz elements and stuff yeah
1: would you like to have a go at pronouncing the um
0: the next track i'm uh, molly dietrich
1: oh right i've skipped the track that's why <laughs> <laughs>
0: i was like it's just a, it's just a name of quite a famous actor yeah that's just
1: the name of a very quite a famous person yeah there you go i just i think it segues so smoothly into it that yeah you you kind of mug me off there yeah i'll tell you what you pronounced it well thank you yeah i love the way it segues into this song actually it's brilliant the way it's sort of it's almost like the that john l hasn't finished before Marlene dietrich starts um yeah, and it's like this sort of slightly bittersweet boss and over sort of tune. Like, Croon's like a lounge singer on this one, which I, I quite like. I don't think we got too much of the, or sort of as much of variation in vocals um, on the first one as we do in this one. And there's an atmosphere in this track again that I don't think we had in that first album. Um, and it's wonderful as it confronts the, the sort of life of, um, yeah, of Marlene Dietrich, the actress and singer and the and sort of facing the crowd and stuff.
0: Yeah, the lounge kind of vibe is quite appropriate considering it kind of builds up that setting. It says she's singing like a song from the Blue Angel and um, it's got, yeah, a much more kind of soft acoustic kind of vibe, more like plucking the guitars and, and that kind of comes back on a few of the other tracks. Yeah, in comparison to the first album again, the very slow kind of drumming and and kind of softer strings it is much more like softly spoken song and yeah um my dietrich's one of the one of the coolest she's she's cool so that's it's a good topic for a song it's Mm -hmm. like we're bringing it back it's like the the ingrid bergman thing any any song that's about like a specific act or something that's cool
1: and vim vendors as well every every week now we're just going to bring in they're very pleasing actually there There is something about tracks like that that Mm -hmm. yeah make you happy Right, now you can have a go at pronouncing the next song.
0: Okay, so I believe the next song is called <laughs> Malaysia Patella. I think that's pretty good. I'd that. uh that.
1: Yeah. Um, named after chronic knee pain.
0: Ah, see, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. I, I, I actually quite like the song. I like the way it sort of um the guitar the song sort of twists in a way and the guitar tones are, are much brighter at the start and yet the song still manages to sort of slip into delirium by the end and it feels as though they're never far away from that, um on these sort of tracks. And yeah, I mean it yeah, there's almost a slight sense of parody there in the in the the name of the song and the and the feeling to it. Yeah, I've got no idea why you would or how they've come to name the song that, but fair enough.
0: Well, I imagine I've never really had sort of um, a kind of chronic knee pain, but Mm. I guess the abrasiveness of some of the songs sort of reflects that, that injury. You've got this really screeching sort of guitar part and, uh, but then it does sort of go into this more blissful kind of key change where it completely goes all sort of spacey and it kind of modulates in such a weird way. And it's kind of a lot more sort of the tone's a lot cooler and then it kind of, abruptly kind of goes back into those guitar parts so um yeah it feels really heavy when you have that kind of really jarring shift like you said it's mm. kind of the yeah the, there is a certain kind of abruptness and a kind of blatantness that kind of yeah links to that kind of self-parody aspect It's very sort of um yeah kind of brutish in a way but very sort of fun and effective yeah uh the song's yeah. great i didn't know it was about knee pain but yeah. It doesn't limit everything.
1: Yeah. I, I really I feel like we're just I feel like there's only is there maybe eight tracks on here or might I feel like we're just gonna go sort of one by one through them in the the forbidden way. But um, mm. yeah, I really like the next track as well. I really like slow, um which is fronted instead by the bass player, I believe. Um and it's got a sort of prog jazz to it with also this these pounding drums at the start. And then it takes kind of multiple tangents in the middle as it breaks down. You get these sort of isolated vocals and drums. And then as it sort of builds back up, you have this wonderful saxophone, which is kind of almost feels like it's kind of underneath the mix a little bit. And and it can sound sounds a little bit distant. And the production on the record, I've forgotten the name of the guy who did it. Um, I think he was called Spud. Um,
0: From train spotting,
1: yeah, it, it probably it was, was. Yeah, Bob the builder. <laughs> I, I never thought about the connection. Do you think it's the same actor?
0: What Bob the Builder and yeah, I think so. Probably, I wouldn't
1: reset. Anyway, that. that's a tangent. Like the song, um, but yeah, the, it kind of eventually finds its way back, and it's yeah after the saxophone bit, and it comes back into this sort of like jazz-based hardcore. It's 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 great
0: yeah i felt like some of the guitar parts seemed a bit kind of they were veering off from the kind of really tight rhythms of some of them it's a bit more kind of you got that prog and that kind of metal sound where it's a bit more soloy and kind of a bit more kind of virtuosic well i guess it's virtuosic in a sense that the sort of repetitiveness of some of the songs but yeah this one's a bit more ethereal and kind of weird and i felt the vocals actually sounded a bit sort of MGMT esque, kind of that um I think it might just be the kind of echoing, but I thought the, the sort of vocal tones were sort of reminded me of that. Um but yeah, it's a great song. I like the kind of the repetition of slowly and like the lyrics and it's got this kind of hypnotic kind of quality to it. Um it's great. All the songs are great. This is a good album.
1: Yeah, it is a good album, I would agree. Do you want to talk about diamond stuff? Which I mean, I thought was another, and possibly actually the standout on the uh, on the record. I, I thought it was fantastic. kind of softer um trap that's kind of a little bit like mystical um and the instrumentation on this one takes in a whole load of stuff i was at, i had to look up at what was on there we've got a cello grand piano a flute lap steel marxophone it's it's pretty much anything um is on this one um and it it's kind of starkly it's full of like this kind of immense sort of space and stuff and it's 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 pretty beautiful actually you in know a, in, a, in a way in the yeah I thought it was probably the best track on the the production clearly having an impact on the um on on the sort of the ability to yeah create that space in this track
0: yeah the kind of very tinny kind of sort of playing at the stage it, it was kind of reminiscent of like a sitar or something and you've got that so more mystical kind of vibe and yeah the kind of swooning strings that come in and and the drums towards the end are so echoey and it's definitely one of those more ethereal tracks and um even more so than like slow really which has that kind of the constancy of it with some of the rhythms this one's kind of very spaced out and very kind of strange and it's one one where the sort of king crimson kind of comparisons become kind of apt where you're kind of like okay i kind of get it now um yeah it's a cool song
1: Is any any others you wanted to uh to mention
0: hmm well i feel like it's interesting because i mean the next song defines very good but you've got the two last songs one of them is very short and it's it's an interesting comparison really because the first one's very short and kind of packs so much into like the two minutes and then the last song is kind of a very slow build which doesn't really it's not like a bohemian rhapsody situation it is kind of just a slow kind of song that you know you might expect from like a sort of mathy kind of band that would go through all these different kind of stages and it doesn't really it's more of a kind of atmospheric um mm. song whereas hogwash and boulder dash the song before is more of a punk song really it's kind of reminiscent more of like the black country stuff or something where it's going for all these different variations and it's very sort of chaotic and um angry and kind of pounding and kind of assaulted basically um but yeah they're all, they're all pretty good that's yeah
1: hogwash and balderdash is like yeah i quite like that really like that opening it's sort of cr- almost like krautrock feel it's got a very sort of almost like early fall feel to it and then Yeah, you've got, it sort of opens up at one point and it's almost like it feels like a folk ballad and then all of a sudden you swings back in with the relentless chaos. It's pretty breathless and ridiculous and slapstick and
0: it's great. Uh, Go on. I was just going to say it's the return to the kind of vocals, very similar vocals to like John L or something. Mm. Um, Where it's not, it's not a kind of shouty vocal, but it's... um, very sort of sharp and kind of lucid with the kind of way he accents like the lines and stuff it's got a kind of propulsiveness to it and it's very fun sort of pairing with the kind of jagged guitars and the kind of roughness and the quickness of the song It's kind of very compelling um
1: yeah and then obviously ascending forth which is the final grand spectacular sort of statement even though Kind of not a lot happens, like you said. It's it's kind of decadent. It's maybe a little bit smug as well, being named after an ascending fourth, which is some type of musical interval that maybe a nod to the attention they pay to the composition of the music and stuff. But um, yeah, there's there's kind of almost a hint of like gospel and the spiritual to the song, and it's quite. Um, Yeah, triumphant in a way. It's also interesting because the runtime of the track is nine fifty three, which, if you'll know, was the opening track to the first album. So there's a little bit of, Mm. there's a little nugget for you.
0: It's also on my screen right now, Lou. It's nineteen fifty three. The time, so I've got those digits on my screen right now. Oh my! However, well, 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 that's seven fifty three. So it's not quite. Mine
1: says nineteen fifty two. So oh, you'll get there. You'll get there. Time goes quicker in shuffick yeah it does time travel mm. sort of
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm speaking from the future
1: yeah well there you go that is um cavalcade and
0: right i have i have some problems with your pronunciation i don't know what you where are you getting the extra l from because it's just it's wh- just Cab- wh- what is it called oh wait I think it's cavalcade. Like I don't think there's a
1: cavalcade. Cavalcade, cavalcade, cavalcade. There mm. you go. Yeah, it was.
0: Sorry, always, should I should pick you don't up know. on that, really. That's not really
1: that. Too many C's in there for me. I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say I'll get there eventually. I won't. And what be was the name
0: it. of the third track again?
1: Condro Oh, I have to get it. I have to get it up. Chondromalacia patella. Okay, good please. And Marlene Dietrich as well. <laughs> Marlene Dietrich, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I, I think it's a fantastic album. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. It's been a lot of
0: fun. Now, Louis. You, woo, go on. Do you have any quizzes or anything? Or we... I've got a quiz, yeah. Oh, okay. I won't you... leave you just yet. Okay.
1: I've got a little up, down, side to side, higher oh. or lower, pitchfork album review. Exciting. Which is, we've not had one for a little while actually. No, this one is going to focus all in on sort of the music so far of 2021. Um, so it's been good. Have you seen the review for this album? That's my first question. No, okay, so that can be the um, the album that all things flow from. Mm. So, do you want to guess what they gave it? Pitchfork, uh, 8.3. 8.0. So okay. not far off. I think it's a fair, a fair one, not not too yeah. many complaints. Um perhaps a little bit higher, maybe, but so I'm probably gonna give you four. Uh you know that you know the score, mate. It can either be higher, lower, or side to side. Um so first Black Country New Road for the first time. I thought that'd be oh. an interesting one to stick in. Higher, lower, side to side.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. Because I can imagine, I can imagine a world in which Pitchfork are a bit snarkier about this one. And they're kind of like, because oh, mm. they're... Mm. But it's difficult. I'm going to go, I'm going to say actually that Black Country was higher.
1: Lower, 7.4. Mm.
0: Mm. Okay, that, yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. Okay. Next in the list is an album I haven't listened to. Dry Cleanings, New Long Leg. Yeah, people are saying it's good.
0: Mm, I wasn't a massive fan, actually, of this one, but oh, okay. I have only listened to it once. But I, I do suspect that it's lower.
1: It is higher.
0: <laughs>
1: wow 8.6.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, well, wow. maybe I was wrong about it. I don't know. I, I listened to it once. And okay. I wasn't, it didn't click with me, I'm afraid
1: okay i'm gonna go for another one that we've covered we we, we're covering so much new music it's incredible the weather Um, the weather no this is st vincent's daddy's home oh yeah higher lower side to side
0: Hmm. that's interesting because i feel like some people have been a bit mixed on this one i don't think it's like the Hmm. highest rated
1: i'll go lower it is lower yes 6.7 that's quite low actually for yeah
0: although you know it's it's not too
1: bad but no Right, and finally, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis, Carnage.
0: Oh, this mm. one, yeah, it could go either way. I have no idea. Um, mm. I'm, I'm going to go lower, have... I think.
1: Side to side. Okay. Right. 8.0. Nah. We always enjoy a little side to side one when we can mm. get one. Yeah, that's the Has thing. Been one...
0: Well, you don't want to go for side to side because it's so unlikely. But then you, mm. you're more likely to stick one in because it's like...
1: Well, you have played this game long enough to know that there's mm. always there's always
0: a side to side every now and then. Yeah.
1: Every now and then, there you go. The triumphant return of up down side to side higher or lower pitchfork album reviews.
0: Yeah, it's very triumphant.
1: And then, is that it? Is that all? Yeah, I've got no that everything. Injury?
0: That's it. Wow.
1: What a, that's sort of flown by.
0: Well let down.
1: What a blur. Mm. It's
0: going quicker so, here as well. Um,
1: yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm behind.
0: Yeah, that's, that's it from us. Thank you for listening, everyone.
1: Yeah, we'll see you all next week.